0: This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you have enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to LifelongStreetCard.org for current events and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal Housing Opportunity.
1: Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. Now, last week, the Gem and Mineral Show officially opened at the historic Pima County Courthouse, so we're revisiting our January interview with Chuck Huckleberry to remember all of the changes and opportunities that await us in this revitalized 90-year-old building. Today is August 1st. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday are focused on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A-Mountain to U-Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org. And don't forget, you can take us anywhere you go. If you have an iPhone or Android and you go to the app store and bring in the downtown radio Tucson app, then we're in your pocket wherever you need us to be. If you want to get us on the show, our website address is lifealongthestreetcar.org. There's a contact button on there. You can also get our past episodes. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram with some really cool pictures, by the way. So check that out. You can find us wherever you find podcasts or by asking your smart speaker to play Life Along the Streetcar podcast. I don't think you have to say it that way, Life Along the Streetcar, but um, it does definitely pick it up if you say it that way. Hey, we're going to start today's show with a little musical improvisation. Not really improvisation, it's kind of planned out, but after a two-year hiatus, we are getting the Jazz Festival back in 2022. It was announced... um, that the uh, lineup for the 2022 jazz festival, um, was released last week. And, um, it, again, is a big event downtown. It's going to have eight venues, including a couple of new ones like a uh, citizen hotel is involved there. I'm sorry. There's six different, there's six different, uh, venues with uh, eight different main stage acts. Sorry about that. Um, but the Citizen Hotel will will host some events there, and you can uh, head over to downtown Tucson. Uh, you'll see a, a news release on there with all of the information about the dates, the performers, and everything that's expected. Of course, all subject to change, as we know, in this environment. But it is nice to see at least the glimpse of hope of things starting to return into the downtown area. And on that note, our feature today is about the Pima County Courthouse because it was just announced that the Gem and Mineral Museum has opened inside of there, which means the Heritage um, Center, the museum, Visit Tucson, the January 8th Memorial, these are all open now to the public. And we thought it'd be good to kind of remind you about the history of this building and what's been going on with it and what we can expect from all these different exhibits. So we brought back an interview we did in January of this year. Um, Hard to believe it was so long ago. We did an interview with with, uh, Chuck Huckleberry. It was our first interview after being on hiatus, and uh, he gave us really good insight into the history and the, at the time, plans and now actual um, events that are happening within that Pima County Courthouse. So we thought it would be fun to uh, revisit that conversation and catch you back up on this uh, 90-year-old building.
2: Um, name is Chuck Huckleberry. I am the county administrator, and according to the county code, I am the CEO of the county, and um, I'm responsible for all of the departments and agencies of the county that are not uh, run by uh, a separate elected official. So that's it in a nutshell. Well,
1: that's a, a pretty big group of folks to, uh, to be managing on a daily basis. The uh, point of the call today really was to chat about the Pima County Historic Courthouse and the renovation, but obviously 2020 has been an interesting year for everyone, and the county has been involved with a lot of uh, projects uh, throughout the entire region, but also specifically for our purposes uh, in downtown. There's been a really strong partnership, I would say even stronger than in the past, between uh, Pima County and the Downtown Tucson Partnership and just just curious how that came about or what some of the things that you've been working on to to help in the area
2: well it is um, the downtown the county i believe is the largest employer downtown so many of our employees uh, operate uh, in the downtown simply uh, during the day because they work in one of the downtown facilities or downtown buildings so we have a keen interest in making sure that the downtown is livable and attractive and uh, basically continues to provide services to the employees of the county as well as the general community
1: well and I know from uh, my role on the on the partnerships board uh, the county was instrumental with helping the small businesses through some grant funding uh, and some uh, setting up some testing sites and just just helping in general keeping you know the best that we can the doors open um,
2: for, for those that
1: are that are making downtown their their entrepreneurial launch?
2: I think that uh, the COVID-19 pandemic threw everybody for a loop. Um, The county is the public health agency, and so we provide public health services countywide. It's in incorporated places as well as the unincorporated area of the county. Uh, The downtown, we uh, decided early on to work closely with the partnership in order to develop a model for our assistance to small businesses and the restaurants that populate the downtown because we felt it was important that they survive uh, during the pandemic. Um, The partnership uh, has, has helped immensely. Uh, they've even to lately coordinated what we call testing sites, uh, the uh, testing sites for the COVID-19 infection uh, in the downtown area. And So uh, we've enjoyed a great partnership with uh, the Downtown Tucson Partnership and are really using them as the model associated how we expand our assistance to businesses or small businesses. particularly. Uh, that program now has been expanded to 4th Avenue, uh, yes, a couple of businesses on Mount Lemon, and some of the other businesses in the unincorporated area of the county.
1: Well, and if you're out and about anywhere in the area, you're seeing billboards and signs on doors about ready for you, and that's the protocols that the county put in place to the best that we can ensure safety for uh, for those returning to business.
2: Uh, that's correct. Uh, downtown partnership was essential in helping getting uh, all of the small businesses and the restaurants uh, registered in our program and understanding clearly what the obligations were, uh, to maintain that uh, seal of approval, which really says that the business is doing everything possible to uh, prevent the spread of COVID-19. And that, uh, it essentially is, is, uh, you know, not 100% sure on any of these cases, but it's, it's safe, as safe as it can be in order to visit that business.
1: Yeah, I think safe as it can be, that's our, that's our motto these days. Just, we, uh, we don't have complete control, but we just do everything we can to make it the, the best environment we can. Correct. Uh, well, the, the exciting part about um, coming out of this pandemic, and, and I don't wanna minimize the pain that people are still going through, but Tucson has been identified as, as one of those uh, potential um, uh, places that, that could really have a, a strong growth coming out of the pandemic. We seem to be situated well with our economic development, with our construction, and I think a lot of folks, from what I'm being told and what I've been reading, are looking at, at the region as a place they may want to come uh, to, to expand their business. And that, that seems to be a positive light for the next few years coming out of a pretty dark year.
2: I think we're poised to see significant expansion and economic recovery uh, once the pandemic gets under control. And hopefully that'll be about the summer of uh, 21. So I think 21 is going to be probably a very good year. Uh, It's hard to predict, uh, but you never know what the next uh, crisis will be, but we don't see one in the future and, and we see COVID-19 actually uh, beginning to, to wind down as we continue to get vaccinations uh, out into the community. So I think it's, it's uh, you know, we have, a, I think, a pretty bright future uh, simply because, uh, you know, we're a medium-sized community. Uh, we've got a lot of positive things going in economic development. Uh, the economic uh, revitalization of downtown continues even during the pandemic. So those are all positive signs.
1: Well, I am uh, am looking forward to getting out and about and I know everyone wants to get back to their shows at Rialto and and, uh, dinners at Hotel Congress and such. And uh, as soon as it's safe, I think we'll see a flood of people coming back down. And I think one of the reasons they're gonna be coming back down is uh, we are really at the launch point of the renovation, Um, I think it's been going on about five or six years since the county moved operations out of the historic courthouse, and it's quite a different facility on the inside. The outside still looks great. The inside's quite a bit different than it was um, in 2015. And we'll be back in just a moment to hear Chuck Huckleberry's response to that very insightful comment. But first, I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar in downtown radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on
0: downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you have enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to LifelongStreetcard.org for current events and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal Housing Opportunity.
1: All right. We are back with the final segment of our interview with Chuck Huckleberry as he describes the then future and now actual plans for the Pima County Historic Courthouse.
2: We um, completely renovated the historic courthouse, and its renovation will essentially be complete in uh, probably mid-January of of 2021. Um, We, as you know, moved uh, assessor, treasurer, recorder, our justice courts out of that and into a new building on uh, 240 north stone which is the public service center of the county uh, and just went about methodically uh, renovating the old courthouse from taking out all of the accumulated wiring and things that had been put in that building over 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 years uh, to going in and reinforcing the old structure, bringing a lot of it up to current codes and uh, doing renovation and, and remodeling. Uh, it will be what I would believe will be the cultural and historic center of the community uh, as, it, as it opens. It's also the location of the January 8th Memorial, which is um, nearing completion now. Um, housed within the historic courthouse will be the U of A Mineral Museum, which will be, I think, an international attraction. Uh, Our um, Visitor Center, uh, we have a regional, Southern Arizona Regional Visitor Center located on the first floor. Uh, Visit Tucson, which is the component that basically uh, promotes tourism of the region is located their offices in the building. We have our Attractions and Tourism Department located in the building. And I believe that it will be one of the major attractions uh, in the entire region, which means all of Southern Arizona, Arizona and the Southwest, simply because uh, the, the assets that sit in that building are significant and um, it uh, will become a major attraction along with the January 8th Memorial, uh, which uh, I believe there will be a renewed efforts in Congress to get it designated uh, as a national memorial. So it will be one of just a few in the country. So it has a, a very bright future as soon as we're able to get people back out safely in the community. And uh, I think some of the facilities will probably open to the public as, as early as April of uh, the 21. But we just, you know, that, that date is a little tentative. Uh, we just have to see where we stand with COVID-19 infections and the degree of which the community is vaccinated.
1: Well, the building itself is, I think, one of those iconic places in the Southwest. It shows up in a lot of uh, different footage and postcards and, and murals and such, so I think people are fully familiar with it. And knowing now what's what's happening on the inside, I mean, the partnerships that you must have had to engage in, I mean, the the, the Gem and Mineral Museum, uh, I mean, this is a huge coup. This is not, this, this is a major... Um, uh, event for for the downtown area to get that from uh, cooperation with the university.
2: And I think they they'll uh, when you begin to see the mineral museum as a world class exhibit. it is, exhibit. Um, it is uh, you know at the university where they're in the plant the I think the planetarium, they had very limited space and couldn't display much. Uh, here they have much bigger space. They can tell the story. Uh, of, of minerals and gems uh, throughout the world, and I think uh, when people begin to see it, they will understand that it is a world-class attraction. And that's your, that's your background, right? Mining and engineering, or did I have that? No, you, you have that correct. Okay. My first degree was in mining engineering, and my second degree was in, in the masters was in civil. So, yeah, I'm basically an engineer by training, and um, have been doing administration and management for quite a long time.
1: Well, so you had had some connections with the uh, the college there at the university for uh, for, for mining, um, maybe grease some wheels there to get that happening. But you know, obviously Tucson with the Gem and Mineral Show is already the epicenter for a lot of, um, of folks interested in, in that area, and to house it all in one space, um, which uh, I don't. I'm I'm excited. I know a lot of people that are, are excited by that, and to get there, when you walk in, you've got uh, right there on the first floor the the Heritage uh, and Visitor Center. Yeah. Um, which is, I have not seen it, but I understand it's, a, it's like an interactive display of... of
2: it's an uh, interactive display of every attraction, and it tells the history and culture of Pima County in a, in a form that is uh, visual, uh, has uh, artifacts on display. It will have uh, the original 1893 map of Pima County uh, when it contained both Cochise and uh, Santa Cruz Counties, uh done by george Rosscrooge, uh, the original surveyor of the general area it will have uh the appointments of uh wyatt Earp and johnny behan as deputy pima county sheriffs um, we have those original documents and as you well know later on uh, cochise was separated from pima county in the 1880s uh, and then uh, obviously both wyatt Earp and Johnny Behan were involved in the, the Tombstone uh, O.K. Corral uh, shootings.
1: Uh, and they, I think as you walk around that area, you can see the footprint of the original Presidio uh, from the late 18th century that, that really was the foundation of Tucson, and, and you're just a block away. I mean, you're literally a, a good athlete could throw a football to uh, hit the Presidio Museum uh, from, from the courthouse. So it really is a, a cultural center, uh, as you said, of, of, uh, of the region.
2: And I think we, when we built the January's Memorial, the first thing we really had to do is go in underneath the memorial and do archeological investigations and recovery. And during that process, we found the uh, original first jail uh, in Tima County. Uh, We found the first uh, city hall of the city of Tucson. Uh, And below that, we found artifacts related to the Presidio. Uh, When you just walk another 30 or 40 feet uh, to the east, and kind of in the courtyard area, of the existing uh, 1929 courthouse, are the foundations and location of the 1880 courthouse. So you have this whole, and now you have the the original courthouse in 1929, you have its 1950s edition, uh, and it's, um, I think, restored to its original condition. Uh, The only thing that hasn't been removed out of the building is the um, boilers that were used uh, to actually heat the building uh, with diesel fuel in, say, 1929 and 1930. Uh, The other interesting, we'll say, historic component of this is that uh, courtroom one uh, has been restored to its original 1929 condition, and that was the courtroom where Dillinger and his gang were Uh, arraigned after they were arrested in Tucson and then ultimately um, extradited uh, back to, I believe, Indiana.
1: Yeah, I think they were extradited to an escape-proof prison in Indiana, which they promptly escaped from. Uh, So they should have stayed here in in Pima County.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yes, and we have, in that Dillinger courtroom, we'll have kind of about an eight or ten minute clip that, you know, you know, recreates the court hearings and the proceedings and the actions uh, and uh, what occurred at that time.
1: Well, I was doing a little research and found out that uh, a few years later, and I think it was in the '90s, uh, Johnny Depp, who later played John Dillinger, uh, was actually in that same courthouse for a speeding ticket. So, uh, we, may, That's have been, correct. we have made, may have been the inspiration for uh, for Johnny Depp's move into that uh, into that role.
2: And uh, we have a, uh, on the second floor, we have a, a, you know unique cases in, in the courts in Pima County. And uh, Johnny Depp was obviously a future movie star, but we had Clark Gable oh. uh, in the 50s in that courtroom in a civil proceedings related to a traffic accident.
1: Interesting. Yeah, that's, Tucson was the hot spot for the celebrities for sure. Um, it, a question on the, on the January 8th memorial. I mean we're coming up um, when this airs, it'll be just after the, the, the 10th anniversary of the events. and um, I, I know most people are familiar with that, but the memorial, my understanding is it, it's not it's really focused on the concept of, of democracy and participation and civil discourse and, and honoring what Congresswoman Gaff, uh, Gabrielle Giffords was doing with, her Congress on the street and, and engaging the public. Um, is, that a, is that a fair assessment? Yes,
2: that, that's fair. It's, it's, a, it's named the Embrace, and it's really modeled after how the community came together after the shooting. Uh, and so it's really, it's really this model and concept of you can disagree, but you need to do it in a civil manner uh, and do it in a way in which uh, every, everyone is respected in their opinions.
1: And the, and the the bulk of the memorial is outdoors.
2: Yes, it is. Most of it's outdoors. Uh, we'll have an interpretive uh, signage, uh, but uh, it's quite. Uh, if you begin to look at it and see it, it's quite stunning. Uh, it came out uh, what we call in. It's almost in perfect unison with the concept of the courthouse. It doesn't overpower it; it actually supplements it. Um, and it and it, its threshold, it's it's where you enter. You know, goes through the main court or the center of the courthouse through the archways, and so it's uh, it's really integrated into the twenty nine courthouse.
1: And is it is it open air and freestanding, or do you have to go? Is it enclosed in a way, or can,
2: can people walk it, it, through it? It's open air and standing. People walk through it. They can uh, go through the interpretation of the very signage and symbols. It has four gardens uh, in each quadrant uh, dedicated to some of the victims. And so you can go off the concrete paths and walk on decomposed granite paths as if you're walking through uh, the natural desert or... Uh, the areas that are dedicated to these individuals who liked unique things like uh, who have a christina taylor green which is a butterfly garden we have uh, a daryl stoddard um, a garden which is dominated by saguaro cactus he likes saguaros and so each of the gardens has their own theme we have a garden dedicated to judge john roll uh, who is a uh, federal district judge here uh, at the time of the shooting and was killed in the event
1: wow, so much so much history, so much emotion um, tied up into one, uh, one, one specific area of Tucson. I think you're right that it will become uh, that destination spot as people are are finding their way around the southwest well, Mr Huckleberry yes, it certainly will i I have got all of my questions answered, however um, I may not have covered everything that I should have. Uh, so is there anything that, that we we should have discussed or anything that uh, you'd like to bring up? Anything, this will be airing in mid-January, so anything coming up in the near future that uh, people should be made aware of? Uh,
2: not really, I think you pretty much covered it all. Um, I think the most important point is that as we open the court back, house back up, it's really a public facility. Uh, has very few offices in it, and so people should feel free to come down and visit and uh, look at the history and culture of Pima County dating back to the Presidio.
1: Well, we'll find some links to the, um, the courthouse itself and make sure we post those on our social media, and we'll also uh, keep people apprised of the uh, the dates. So as, as things open up, we will uh, make sure to uh, to head folks uh, in that direction and just explore. Um, explore this amazing part of history and i'm i'm kind of excited by the archaeology and and, you know the the original courthouse and some of those or original jail cell and some of those things that you found that's the stuff that gets me uh, gets me somewhat excited
2: Yeah, they had uh, railroad spikes in the floor so that the prisoners couldn't dig out from underneath the jail so that's kind of unusual
1: well uh, we, we do what we have to do with the tools we have at our disposal well mr huckleberry county administrator i appreciate your time um, you're a native have you've, you've, you've seen quite a transformation of your city. I, I hope you're, uh, I, I imagine you're proud of, of your role in that expansion and and growth. And uh, and I thank you for, uh, for for the ear part. And I thank you for your time today.
2: Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. All right, sir. Have a fantastic day. Thanks. You, you too. Bye-bye.
1: That was Chuck Huckleberry from an interview we did in January of this year at the time talking about the future plans for the Pima County Historic Courthouse, which is now pretty much fully open. I think everything is available, including just recently announced the uh, University of Arizona's Alfie Norvell Gym and Mineral Museum is open to the public. Pricing and um, hours and such are located on their website, gymandmineralmuseum.arizona.edu. Well, my name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org.
0: This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you have enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to LifelongStreetCard.org for current events and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal Housing Opportunity.
1: Well, it's coming to the bottom of the hour, which means uh, words and work is about to hit the airwaves. So stay tuned for that. It'll be up in just a couple of minutes. And I want to thank Chuck Huckleberry again. This was an interview we did back in January of this year. So some of the information uh, was uh, relevant at that point. And now uh, we're seeing it come to fruition with the Pima County Historic Courthouse. In beautiful downtown Tucson, if there's topics you want us to cover, don't hesitate to reach out to us by email contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and um, you know one of the best ways to do that is just to post something on our page or tag us on something you want us to cover, and we'll we'll reach out. The idea is to share, share, share. Well, we're going to leave you with music today. I thought was appropriate on a few levels. It's an older song, but this was a remake from 2004. This is a live version by Soul Asylum, and it comes off an album called "The uh, After the Flood," which we might be able to relate to after our monsoon season. Uh, But this is Soul Asylum, 2004, celebrating our Gem and Mineral Museum. This is Rhinestone Cowboy. Have a great week, and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the
2: Streetcar. They move so